0: So when are people going to open their eyes and see the reality of the world around them and not doom themselves to repeat history? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Sitting on my desk today, oh by the way, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the program Truth to Ponder. I've got a lot of stories on my desk today. And I'm just not really 100% certain which stories I'm gonna get to first. Will I get to most or just some? Will I save some for later this week? It's hard to tell. But I've been wrestling for a number of days with a few thoughts. One of which really comes to mind. Is there any hope left for the United States? Is there any hope left for Australia, Canada, the United Kingdom? much of Europe, or have we crossed a tipping point where there's just no coming back, there's no way, no, no way to make things right again, too far gone. Over the weekend, my wife and I were, were watching a little bit of television, and I happened to put on, the, uh, on Fox News, and I'm watching Jesse Waters' program, you know, Waters' world, And quite often, he does something that even many others have done over the years, going out to the streets and talking to the people and asking some very basic questions about history. And I'm always amazed at the answers. Now, look, I'm not saying that my generation, you know, I'm in my 60s, I'm pushing 70 now, but... I'm not saying that we were smarter. I'm not saying uh, we had better opportunity. I'm just saying we were better educated. The problem is not with the individual. The problem is with the student. They're only going to learn what you teach them. And if you put garbage in, you're going to get garbage out. You fail to teach history, you doom people to repeat that history. That's just a known fact. And to watch people that are literally college students. In other words, they have graduated from a public, in most cases, high school. They're at college now to fill their minds full of more mush and junk and garbage. And you ask a simple question like, uh, who who did the United States fight in the Revolutionary War? And you get answers like Spain or we don't know or how about who attacked us at pearl harbor people don't know one person said canada i, I mean th- this is the this is the craziness in our world so you look at this generation that is now in college so poorly educated in the fundamentals of life in basic history dooming themselves to never understand any of it and being filled with a bunch of propaganda, nonsense, and lies. Here's the worst part this has been going on for many years. It's not just the 20 somethings or the teenagers of today that are a concern when it comes to being miseducated, undereducated, and totally indoctrinated. In some parts of the United States, this process, This process has been going on for 20 or more years. Now, what's that mean for you and I? In many school districts where education has been, uh, what's the term I'm trying to find? Yeah, they've they've been using social promotion to push people through. One of the things that really aggravates me, and I see it even where we live in Florida, in St. Lucie County... My opinion of the St. Lucie County school system is not is pretty dismal. It really is. It's a joke. If you if you have students that do not complete the work, if you have students that are failing, you find a way to push them through anyway without them knowing anything of any value. You're graduating a bunch of illiterates. They don't know, but they have suddenly these magically good grades. And they have their high school graduation. And so on the website for the St. Lucie County school system, like many others across the country, they brag about their impressive graduation rate. What they don't want to tell you is how illiterate those that they're graduating are. I personally know two students that back in the day that I went to school would never have graduated. They would have been held back two or three times. Or got their act together to graduate or drop out. Today, we want equal outcomes. Everybody should have an equal outcome. Doesn't take equal effort. You can try real hard, you get an outcome. Somebody that's lazy and just sits around all day and plays video games, hey, same outcome for them too. They should have the same benefits and income. When you have that kind of educational issue And people that are so brainwashed, they can't even think for themselves. They live in an alternate reality called virtual reality. And we have people in their teens, 20s, and even into their 30s that have a hard time differentiating between the real and the fake. And they accept the fake because it's better than the real and we wonder why we have the issues we have today it doesn't take many doesn't take many people at all to create change in our world it really doesn't the way i look at it if you go back to the early part of american history it only took about 10% or less of the population to make enough noise to create enough of a stir, to talk to the people. The majority of people in what we now know as the United States, which were then the 13 colonies, the majority of the people were kind of happy with the status quo. I mean, let's go back in time and think about this. If you lived in the colony of Georgia, the colony of South Carolina, the colony of most of Virginia, New Jersey, New other places. You really didn't have too much of a day-to-day dealing with the British government. In many ways, you were essentially somewhat free. Yet the British still had a lot of control over your life and the things you could or could not do. But for most people, if you lived in a small town If you lived in the very western part of the state of Virginia in 1776, you frankly didn't care. Much of what was going on in Massachusetts or New Amsterdam or New York really didn't impact you that much, Baltimore other regions. And so you didn't have a big consensus that we want this revolution, but revolution did come anyway. And we were given a nation, a republic, by the way, not a democracy. I get so angry when I see some idiot on, on the television news or radio or in a written piece talking about the American democracy or groups like Democracy Now. Well, that's what they're trying to get, a democracy. A democracy is a very dangerous thing. A republic protects everybody. A democracy is mob rule. You've heard it before, I'm sure. A democracy are basically uh, two wolves and a sheep debating what they're going to have for lunch. Obviously, the wolves will win because it's a democracy. The majority or mob rules. In a republic, even the less fortunate in our society, in a republic, even those that are the weakest are protected. But that's increasingly no longer the case in our American republic rapidly descending into an american mob rule. And if you don't think mob rule is not an issue in the United States, I want to just take you back to last week. I think it was Wednesday of last week. I'll wait till later this week, maybe into next week to even talk much about the the trial in Kenosha. I'm not going to get into it too much today except for one thing. It became apparent, I think it was last Wednesday, We were told that the sequestered jury that is being kept away from the media, being kept away from being photographed, actually ended up being photographed. And a police officer essentially, supposedly confiscated and deleted the photo. Let's just pray that that is true. My heart says that photo does exist somewhere. And the fact that we don't know about that person being arrested, if they knew that they were trying to photograph a jury that is sequestered, that is an illegal act. And it angers me that nothing much was done. That person that took the photograph should have been hauled before that judge, found in contempt, and had a trial or sentence waiting if he violated any of the judge's rules. But that didn't happen. But see, there was an activist out there, and, and he's, on, uh, he's on a video you can find on, on Twitter. I don't do much with Twitter, but I, I'm looking at this little short video. I'm not even going to bother to play it. Thought about it, but I'm not going to give the person any credence. Essentially, it's a threat. It's essentially saying, we've got cameras on that jury. We will know who they are. We are demanding a specific outcome. Mob rule. We're telling a jury, we don't care about your trial. We don't even want to know the evidence. We already have decided Kyle is guilty and he must pay dearly with his life. All of it for the cause of social justice. This is not social justice. This is mob rule being incentivized, just being pushed, being pushed by the Democrats of this, of of our nation, the United States. The Democrats of old, like the Trumans or the Kennedys, even to some degree, you go back to Franklin Delano Roosevelt. The Democrat Party of today is nothing like their predecessors in who they take pride. There's a huge difference between having a policy difference and a policy that destroys America and its people difference. The Democrat Party of today, I'm going to come out and say it. You can get mad at me. You can write me. You can turn the radio program off. You can write me a nasty email. I don't care the National Democrat Party of today has been hijacked by pure Satanist and pure evil and pure demonic spirits end of discussion end of discussion there is nothing holy anymore about a party that takes a mentally ill individual like Richard Levine who decides I'm a woman now and makes him the poster child for transgenderism I'm sorry. You are a male. You will always be a male. You cannot change the fact that you are not male. Just because your mental illness says you want to be a woman does not mean, you know, here's something funny about Levine. He was just, he was a nothing in Pennsylvania in terms of, he had a good job and a nice career, but see, he became world famous the day he came out and said, I'm a woman now. Has anybody seen that little meme? I get a kick out of it every time I see it. On the left is a picture of Richard, now known as Rachel Levine, pretending he's a woman. And in the next frame, there's a picture of the new lieutenant governor, soon to be lieutenant governor, of the state of Virginia, who happens to be a black woman born in Jamaica, served in the United States military and is proud of her country. Like I say, she happens to be a black woman. Not that that really matters, except for the purpose of what this little cartoon stated. On the left, it says, this is a courageous woman, referring to Richard, now Rachel Levine. And on the right, this is a white supremacist. See, this is the kind of insanity that the left... See, it's not liberalism anymore. Don't even go there. Liberalism has a that, that's I don't even use that term anymore. Maybe I did 20 years ago. Maybe I did a few years ago. But I'm realizing that you're conflating classic liberalism with pure leftist communism and that's not that that's not correct. Hubert Humphrey was a nice guy. He's a classic liberal. I think in his heart of hearts, he really was trying to do good by the American people. And I can think even others back in the day felt the same way. There were some classic liberals that wanted to do right by those that are less fortunate. Not a problem. I may have disagreed with how they funded it and what they expected for it. But in all, it wasn't trying to tear the country down as trying to build people up. But today... The Democrat Party that embraced classic liberalism for many, many decades now embraces total and absolute socialism, if not communism. And generally speaking, socialism comes in the form of fascism, which is only only difference between fascism and communism is the following. In communism, the state owns and operates everything. And you are given what you need by the collective, the communist party. In, in fascism, the state picks the winners and the state picks the losers. Germany in World War II was fascist. In other words, there were many private industries that were blessed by the, by the Third Reich, by Hitler himself that were blessed into ultimate prosperity and making tons of money. Many companies made a lot of money during the 1930s and into the 1940s, before the war ended. Companies like Porsche, companies like BMW, I think Porsche, if I'm not mistaken, did the first prototype of the people's car. We now know it is the Volkswagen. Companies like Bayer Pharmaceuticals, all of these companies made tremendous amounts of money in the fascist state. In other words, they were the chosen winners. They were among the elite. They were among the ones that went to Garden and other places to to hobnob and, and rub elbows with the political leaders of the day. And they made tremendous amounts of money by towing the company line. I believe America is rapidly descending, and I say descending like going to hell, descending uh, very rapidly toward a fascist state. We have systematically, over the past 40 plus years, this goes back literally to 1965, the seeds were sown in 1965. Funny, back in the 50s, Khrushchev said they will never have to fire a shot to bring communism to america you will simply over the decades embrace it i'm afraid he may be right see by cheapening education by taking out incentive by having demands for equal outcomes you know why why would somebody why does somebody want to work for a living to better themselves when somebody that doesn't work will still get stuff in other words, you're you're encouraging total laziness, you know, the proverbial bum status. And then we expect our society to somehow come together. I've got a story I'm going to share in just a few minutes that I think will just drive this, this concept home. We have youth today that are ignorant of history. You ask who the... You even ask, who do we fight in the Vietnam War? They don't even know. There are a lot of people that literally graduate high school. They're in their second or third year of college, and they are totally illiterate of American and world history. And they've also been led to believe that all those wealthy people have got all the money and they're keeping it for themselves. They've never learned how wealth is created, by innovation, design, and and, and and producing something. That's how wealth can be created. That concept is lost. They act like all the money that was ever in the world was printed, and it was all confiscated by a handful of banks and evil conservatives. They have no idea what money is and what it isn't. And they increasingly are so attached to their electronic devices that they are losing sight of the value of money they're enticed by the value of credit instant gratification the push of a button delivered to you today uber ride or a pizza whatever you want push a button and it's yours and they complain about the grotesquely rich never realizing the grotesquely rich are the ones that are building the system to which they're becoming enslaved they they don't get it they they don't they don't even want to know And that's one of the greatest problems I think we're facing today in the United States. I ran across this article and I really want to share it with you. I may not get it all in in this in this segment of the program, but let's start with this idea, this piece. Somebody wrote it said in 2022, things aren't going to get done on an absolutely massive scale. And what this article is talking about, America in 20 years from now, let alone 2022, we're about to witness one of the greatest self-inflicted economic wounds in the history of the United States since its very founding. It will make the Great Depression look like a blip, like it never happened. We'll call those happy days are here again. And, and here's why. Because of these intentionally designed to destroy the United States, to destroy the Western world, these vaccine mandates that are out there have little to do with medicine. Look, they're talking fourth, fifth, and sixth shots. Obviously, these concoctions really don't work as promised. They're basically failures that... That the companies like Pfizer and Moderna want to prop it up for as long as they can to keep the billions of dollars in newfound profits, obscene profits like they've never seen in their history, keep rolling in. And they don't care what the cost is. The root of all evil is the love of money. You know that. Not money, but the love of it. And I think these companies love it so much that their moral standing is now doubtful. These vaccine mandates are arriving in many parts of the world and the Biden administration is trying to force that upon us. Many states have already done it. And as a result, many very qualified people are losing their jobs because they understand they're smart enough to not trust to not trust these concoctions because they're seeing that they're really not working. Nobody knows the long-term effect. Many people have seen through the smoke and mirror game the bait-and-switch fraud that the FDA did claiming that Pfizer's vaccine was approved when, in fact, you cannot get that approved vaccine. In other words, if it hurts you or kills you, tough. Just deal with it. America currently, because of the pandemic, because of creating a new couch potato class with all the money that flowed. Yeah, we did. We have a labor shortage. If you don't believe it, look at any place you go into. How many how many stores have a sign Help Wanted now? We need help. We have a supply chain, chain uh, issue. Many truckers are not there. And more are going to be gone in time if things do not reverse. Businesses are desperate for workers. Just take a look. Go buy any store you can think of. Help Wanted. Five million people that used to be in the workforce have walked out of the workforce. They didn't retire. Maybe some did early, but many just walked out. I don't need to work anymore. I found a way to live on less and off the government and somebody else. Five million gone in less than two years. And it's not like you can pull somebody off the street tomorrow and say, hey, you, how would you like to fly an airliner? Yeah, there are going to be a lot of pilots are going to be grounding themselves. That don't want to die because of the vaccine. We've seen that happen. In New York City, 26,000 municipal workers have said absolutely no to the jab. Entire firehouse companies have shut down. Trash beginning to pile up in Brooklyn. Supermarkets, because of the stupidity of the Biden administration and what's going on in California with Gavin Newsom. How the people of California could have let him stay in office and not see... The the self-imposed suicide they're committing on their own state and their own selves. I don't get it. These supermarkets are planning for product shortages. They're going to expand storage space and they're going to just get rid of all their discounts. There's no need for them. Hey, when it's a supply and demand and the supply is bad, the demand is high, you can get your price. A couple of weeks ago, I think it was Tucker Carlson. We watch him on TV from time to time, not every day. He pointed out in a monologue in some comments, some hospitals are asking patients to check closets for any used metal crutches or other equipment to donate to the hospital because they can't buy them anymore. There are shortages of Thanksgiving turkeys, pet food, diapers, frozen food, Bottles for things like wine, single-serving packages of ketchup, potato chips, toilet paper, paper for books, computer chips for cars. If you hadn't noticed, go go buy your new car lot and see how many new cars are there for sale. Very few. There's so few chips, they can't get them. You know, if that computer in your car should die, you might be without a car for a long time if they can't manufacture the replacement boards because of a lack of chips. Expect that to be an issue as time goes on. Container ships, they're stuck outside of ports because of both a lack of truckers. Shipping container costs are up 330%. I am so glad this piece of gear that I had to get shipped into the United States for a project that I'm working on got here when it did. I couldn't afford to do it now. By God's grace, we got the item we needed. There were some additional costs because prices were going up. But man, I look at what I'd be paying now and I would have had to cancel out. Gasoline was around $2 a gallon. Where we live in Georgia, back in the early part of the year, and about the same in Florida, maybe a few cents more. Now it's $3.30 or something. in in like nine months. 10 cents a month on average, maybe 15, 10 to 15 cents a month. If we keep up at this rate in 4 years gas will be like 7 or 8 dollars a gallon like it is in parts of California. Things like appliances, copper, have you the other day I had to go we had a little electrical thing that I was trying to take care of here at the house. Our patio our little patio screened in porch has one little tiny outlet in an oddball place. And I said, I told myself, what I need to do is make a little change and put a box in front of the box so I can then run another couple of outlets where we need them on that back wall. Okay, no big deal, right? So I go to the local building supply store. In this case, it happened to be uh, the Home Depot. It was the closest thing. And all I wanted to do, was fine about you know ten or fifteen feet of Romex wire and a couple of outlets and the conduit and I'm going to just end the little boxes and then I'm going to mount it on the wall and and it and all the all will be well with the world. Now, a few years ago, my wife and I restored and rebuilt this little place up in georgia we bought it for next literally next to nothing we just had to renovate it down to the studs and we did a lot of the labor ourselves hired one carpenter and a few tradesmen along the way and kept the cost way way down we we built this wonderful place that we lived in that's worth so much more than we have in it by god's grace i mean we own this little place I know how much wire costs because I had to rewire that place because it was in some of the wiring was in bad shape or not done correctly. And I bought hundreds and hundreds of feet of number 12, you know, 12, two with ground and even some 12, three and even some number 10. For certain appliances and what have you. I looked at the cost of buying just a tiny 25 foot roll of wire what used to be about 20 cents a foot is now over a dollar a foot in just a few years shortages things like copper in short supply fabricated metals furniture air conditioning equipment pvc steel all delayed meeting there's not enough available i got a lot more i want to share I'm gonna get back to the story, so I do not want you to go away because there's more to share um, on the other side of our break. But before we go to the break, I just wanna remind you that this, this broadcast is supported by you. I'm the unpaid employee. Matter of fact, I'm the only employee, but I'm unpaid. I just believe in this work that we're doing. And I do want to talk on the other side about some things that are really going through my mind right now that have to do with ministry, radio, broadcast, all of it. And then I want to finish also this story about where America is going to be if we don't change our ways soon. We pay for airtime. That's our bill. There's a small amount for the podcast, but the airtime bill, which, by the way, is where 99% of the people find this program to begin with is off international shortwave. I know we're on domestic radio, too, in a few places. And matter of fact, if you listen on KVOH, for example, shortwave out of California, if you listen on WRMI, if you listen on KAYH uh, out, in, out in Delta, Utah, would you let me know? You can just send me an email, Bob at truth to ponder.com. I'm just wanting to know. Just send me a direct email. I only get that. I'm the only person that sees that email. Bob at truth the number two ponder.com. It would mean a lot to me if you would if you'd help me out and let me know that you listen. And if the Lord lays it upon your heart, we have been you've been so faithful to keep us going. I know some of our expenses are gonna to begin to go up this month and next and the month after because I just see doors opening. I don't wanna miss it. And our address is, uh, by the way, you make it a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. But our mailing address is Truth to Ponder, okay? Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753. Highway 85 North, number 3248. And that's in Crestview, Florida, 32536. Once again, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio, that is the Parent Ministry. And mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. We are in Crestview, Crestview, Florida, 32536. This
1: is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The Bridegroom's Garment. Where is it? Shalom alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and you're going to love it in a moment. Now, in the Jewish marriage, the wedding, the bridegroom's garment is crucial. It's needed for the marriage to be complete. See, the Orthodox Jewish man, he'll drape his prayer cloth, his talit, over his bride. So she'll be covered. They'll both be covered. And they're both under the covering of the chuppah, the wedding canopy, which is a similar principle that the bride must be covered by the bridegroom's garment. Now, Messiah is called the bridegroom. Now, when he died, he was naked. Why? Where was his garment? It wasn't there. Where's the garment? Well, he's the bridegroom, so his garment is the garment of the groom. And because he didn't have it, he didn't have his garment, it's somewhere else. It's on the bride. You see, the garment of Messiah is upon us. The mantle of Messiah is upon us. It's covering us. Because he was naked, it means you're not anymore. It means you're covered. It means your, your sins are covered. It means your shame is covered. It means the rejection's covered. It means it's all covered. It means he's got you covered. It means you're covered with his shalom. You're covered with the bridegroom's righteousness. You're covered with the bridegroom's love. You're covered with the bridegroom's power and purity and beauty and glory. So rejoice and rejoice in your bridegroom because you are right now covered. With the garments of your beloved, the garments of the bridegroom. While more ask for under the hoopah. Now the free gift for you. The mystery hidden for 2,000 years. It's awesome. The mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. And sapphires, your daily spiritual vitamin supply for victorious life in God. A free subscription. How do you get this all free? Easy. Just remember Jesus is real Hebrew name, Yeshua. And you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. And you'll be real blessed. But call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. And inviting a minister with me. And bringing the good news back to the people who gave it to you. Israel. And to the unreached peoples of every tribe and tongue on five continents, you'll be blessed. How? Just call 1 800 Yeshua 1, and you can have a great part in the end time harvest. That's Y E S H U A 1. Or write me direct. Here's how. Strike so the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111 Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, 076 44. That's a Nice Jewish Boy, 1111 Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, 076 44. Until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Be covered, my friend, in his covering. Peace be to you in Messiah. Hechatan, the bridegroom of your soul.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. This week's gonna be rather a busy week. Tomorrow, I, I believe I have an interview scheduled with a a friend who's actually a clergyman in Australia, who's originally from England, and I think the topic we're gonna discuss a little bit is about how becoming such a secular Western world has been to our our massive detriment. And it's a lot that you may already understand and know, but I think the interview could be fascinating. We'll see if that works out. Uh, that is lined up, hopefully, for tomorrow. Still waiting for some confirmation. I was talking a little while ago about the world in which we live in. And I was talking about the shortages and the kind of world we're going to end up if we don't change our ways. And somebody said the America in 20 years, more like America in four or five years. I keep hearing people make this statement Well, you know, 2020... We'll get it back in 2022. Well, that may be possible, but I doubt it. I truly doubt it, and let me explain why I doubt what you're saying about getting America back if we don't... It's going to take more than just the ballot box. I'm sick and tired of everybody who puts the cause of Christ to the side and thinks they're gonna fix things at a ballot box. The Bible teaches explicitly, do not put your trust or your faith in princes or the sons of men, or politicians in this case, or political leaders. Put it in things eternal, put it into the living son of God. But no, you know and I know that the foxes were guarding the hen house, obviously. And what happened in the election of 2020? I believe there was enough funny business in enough places. It's pretty obvious. But, you know, you can recount ballots all day long and get the same results. If 5% or 2% of the ballots are fraudulent to begin with, you don't know which ones are or aren't. So you can recount all day long. If they were able to stuff the box, you don't know which ones are legit and which ones are not problem we're running into. So, you know, we, we, we didn't do much about it. Uh, a lot of people didn't like Trump enough where they held their nose and said, we can endure a couple of years of Biden. I don't think he's going to run again. I don't think Kamala Harris will be the 2024 uh, presidential candidate. I think they're both going to go down in flames somewhere in the next two years or less. I just don't see it. I I think they've gotten themselves in trouble, but they're going to be smart enough to come up with a way to recoup this disaster. Don't think, don't think they can't persuade the mushy middle. They have a year. They have a year to fix things before the congressional elections next year. So don't count your chickens before they hatch. That's all I'm going to tell you. Uh, We've seen that game before. But I was talking about the container ship problem, the shipping problem, the uh, the problem with trucking in America and in California. Your trucks got to be new, or it's got to be electric. They're not even made yet, and the price of fuel is outrageous. So things that we used to make in America that we now import from China are just stacking up. <laughs> Your Christmas is stacking up on container ships off the coast of California. Look at things like meat, poultry, fish, eggs. They're not just 10% higher, they're a lot higher. Labor participation rate down, walkouts due to the mandates. You can't run a company without these people. They're the ones that know how to do things in many cases, like the guy that flies an airplane. Southwest Airlines, remember they decided we're going to demand a vaccine mandate. And enough of their pilots said, no, you're not and all of a sudden they had weekends of canceled flights because it was basically a sick out. They learned quick. So for the moment, they've backed off. The best answer, you got to go back to March of 2020 to understand what's going on. The supply was drastically contained in terms of goods when 40 million Americans filed their first time unemployment because of temporary layoffs due to, you know, being declared unessential. Think about that for a minute. You're you're suddenly non-essential? Come on. The only people that were deemed essential, it seemed to me, were people that worked for government. And they're the ones that have been, you know, you could have sent 80% of them home, fired them, and I don't think anybody would have ever noticed. But no, they... Government employees were deemed essential, even if their particular job right now wasn't being done because of the virus. You know, economic development and parks and recreation, you're still you're still a vital and essential employee, though you're doing nothing. Think about that. But the person that owned a restaurant, owned a small grocery store in a neighborhood, you were deemed unessential. But the liquor store was deemed essential. Think about that for a minute. How many people lost their businesses, their restaurants, their little appliance stores in some cases. They're just gone. And we threw out four trillion dollars in the process uh, trying to, you know, keep it all afloat. You, you know, it's not a problem of what's going to happen this year and next year. We're we're coming into an age now where people can't fix anything. They can't make anything. They can't do anything. I don't see a lot of young people going to a home improvement store to buy stuff uh, that they have to use tools with as much as I used to. Little side note. When I was in my mm, late 30s, my wife and I lived in a little small home in Toccoa, Georgia. I was working for Toccoa Falls College. And we had the opportunity of buying this little house that we lived in at a very reasonable price. The problem was it had enough space, but it was just laid out all the wrong way. And so I started thinking like a builder's son, you know, I could make this living room bigger, get rid of this one tiny bedroom nobody needs, add a three-quarter bath, enclose the carport into a garage And the house would be more functional for us and even add a deck in the back that it never had before. And so we did. And it took a year and maybe four or five months. We did most of the work ourselves, literally ripping out walls, doing rewiring, you name it. We did it. And we paid for it one little piece at a time as we could afford it. You know, a couple of pieces of sheetrock here. Uh, electrical outlets there, plumbing supplies to move. It was a process. And I can remember investing in some tools early on in that project to do the job. Because my dad had taught me how to use tools. How many kids today do you know that know how to use a Phillips screwdriver? I mean, really? Or a drill? Or a saw? Many of them don't. And so I want you to think about that. We, are, we have increasingly, every year, less young people know how to do things like even change a tire. I know that cars are more complicated, so changing oil is not like what it used to be in, in my day, but I could still do it. And now we have the Biden administration just throwing gasoline on this fire of the spiraling economy You got to get the jab or you can't have a job. Yeah, get the jab, keep your job. Even though we know two things for certain now. The virus absolutely does not stop the transmission of COVID-19, period, period. It doesn't even reduce the spread. It does nothing in terms of spreading the virus, It doesn't keep you from contracting the virus, and maybe for a short amount of time, it may lessen your symptoms. But the cost to your immune system in the long run, especially when you get your third or ninth booster shot, is the unknown territory nobody would like to speak about. Something has happened basically since I graduated high school, and it's been a slow process. You really didn't see it happening, just a little bit here, a little bit there. I graduated high school in 1972. Some of my high school class went on to a two-year college, a tech school, or maybe a four-year school, and some beyond that. Many of my high school class went right to the workforce and worked for some pretty decent companies like Kodak, Bausch & Lomb, Xerox, just to name a few that were not far from where we lived at the time. Some of them have retired after years of service with only a high school education, and they made a great living. But they knew how to do things. We learn things in high school, how to build things, do things, think, use common sense, things that are devoid now in our educational system. We don't teach. How to do anything anymore, how to build anything anymore, how to make anything. We have kids that can grab a a controller and play a video game, but they couldn't pick up a hammer to save their life. And God forbid they learn how to use a vacuum or a washing machine. We don't have anybody that's going to learn how to be a farmer how to run utilities how to do build housing how to build airplanes cars or appliances you know so we we market that off to china let let we let our enemies build the things that we need two generations of young people in my opinion have learned how to go to college to learn how to do things that are very non-productive now i'm not saying they're bad i'm just saying we are overloading ourselves with people that don't produce anything. Maybe parks, recreation, and leisure. uh, Maybe some communications people. But there are a lot of liberal arts graduates that have no particular business or trade skill when they graduate college with six-figure debts that they can't pay. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. We're not teaching people how to make things, build things, do things, or fix things anymore. We become a disposable economy. Okay, like I discovered this past week, little television set. It's broken. It's not worth fixing. Throw it away. Used to be you spent a lot of money on those things, and you repaired them, and they lasted for years. And a lot of people are getting degrees that they can't market. And so they end up being baristas at a Starbucks or something along that line. We are finding, we're coming into a time. We're coming into a time, I believe, that we're going to be so dependent upon foreign nations and our enemies just to have food. Then we're going to fall to their, to their mercy. The entire premise of Build Back Better from the Biden administration means we have to tear down what's left, destroy it, burn it down. And then what are we going to build? The smartest thing anybody can do, in my opinion, if you got somebody in their 20s, maybe their 30s, and you're looking at what they could do for a living, the idea of learning a trade like how to be an electrician, how to be a plumber, how to fix things, how to install things. People today, young people today, they don't know how to build anything. They don't know what a tool, they don't know what a toolbox is. And that's sad. That the number of people that can do things has declined to the point that we have become totally dependent. It's time that we take America back. It's time that we train how to build and produce for our own needs. It's time. It's time to shed the shackles of big pharmaceutical companies that they don't don't want cures. They want customers. It's time that we, the people, stand up and tell the world that enough is enough. The American
2: dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town Like a cancer that's silently spreading There's an unspoken fear We're on our way down We must eat America back Main Street to Wall Street Cities and states Washington, D.C. Before it's too late There's not long We need leaders Who lead us Not stick us and bleed us Then ransom our future And our children's That's wrong We must leave America Back As liberty weeps our poor fathers in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. the miracle back. Lord knows they'll try to silence our voices. They'll pretend to be patriots. Fighting for fairness for all But they're not even fit to hold office what they believe doesn't fit with freedom at all We must take America back Main Street to Wall Street Cities and states Washington, D.C. Before it's too late Long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, and ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must take America back as liberty weeps.
0: understand that taking America back is vastly more than how we vote in the candidates that we choose. That's only one of the smallest parts of the equation. Too many people put too much stock in Washington DC which is exactly what Washington DC wanted well over a hundred years ago. We forget that prior to Woodrow Wilson there was no income tax to pay. Homage to the federal government. There wasn't any. They had tariffs and fees. United States senators were not elected by the people. They were appointed by their state's governments to make sure that your state had a voice in controlling and reining back the excessive power of a federal government. Once senators became elected, well people from other states could contribute to those elections and now it's federal government has grown massive and it's hurt the states just understand that that's what's happened all by design they take your money and they're taking power and now they convince us that everybody's got to have a 4-year or 6-year college degree in gender studies or some foolish endeavor you're deeply in debt and nobody knows how to make anything build anything or do anything. Look, I'm not listen to me carefully. And I'm saying this just truthfully. Who's building our houses? What is the labor pool? They're from overseas. Many have come into this country, some illegally. They're the ones building your house. They're the ones growing your food. Because nobody in America wants to work anymore. They want to play with a computer all day, build a web page all day, talk about gender studies all day. Listen, I'm going to run out of time here, so I, I want to throw this in. This is important. On my heart, I'm recognizing in spite of all that we've been through these past 20 months since the pandemic started, this disastrous election, and the ever-fast descent downward for America and the Western world, there's still some hope. Not that we're going to fix everything in our government, we're going to fix people. We're going to get people closer to Jesus Christ. We're going to become overcomers within our own world just like the early Christians were, persecuted, hated, despised, yet God sustained so many of them and his word continued forward. That's the best way to put it. I'm busy right now, the Lord is just putting people on my heart and my mind in terms of ministry, let alone radio stuff. The opportunity to develop more with shortwave, even some online things that are not dependent upon the tech tyrants to hide in plain sight, so to speak. It's out there. I don't want to miss the opportunity God lays before me. So I need your prayers. For me, this ministry, look, there are people that are, God's calling people right now to be his servants and his ministers. And I need to help empower that next generation. You know, the Christians that can fix things and build things and do things. Because, People just don't want to do or build anything anymore. They want to pick up their phone and push a button and have self-service of something like their car just dropped off at the house. If you believe in the work we're doing, would you consider helping us financially? A check made payable to Ancient Word Radio and sent to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248 in Crestview, Florida 32536 that's Crestview, Florida 32536 or you can even help us from the website online at truth the number 2 ponder.com we have a lot more to discuss and we'll do that later this week this has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman to find out more visit our website truth the number 2